Solzhenitsyn would say, The universe has as many centers as there are living beings in it. We are all stars in our own plays. Let that guide how you choose to interact with the world. We're all fighting our own epic battles. If we cannot help, we can at least not be an obstacle in another's peace and happiness. Hello everyone and welcome to Yelling at Birds, which is a recording of me just saying things. I appreciate the fact that you're here. Happy Sunday. I'm in kind of a, a quote-unquote hard mood today. I don't know why. Um, some would call it grumpy. Everything's annoying me. But we'll get through it. We'll get through it together. I'm happy you're here with me. It's always nice to throw a bunch of mental vomit into a bucket of friends, which is very sweet of you all to accommodate that for me. I appreciate it. This is part four um, of our Seven Deadly Sin series. So just past hump day of the series, at least it feels like it, but here we are now, over the hump, ready to keep rolling on and moving forward in the series with Sloth. Now, we love Sloths. We love those slow-moving, mom-haircut-having, creepy-whispering, claws-for-fingers-and-toes, chill-as-all-get-out furry bastards. We do. What's not to love about an animal that evolution has seemed to look at, fall in love with, and not eradicate millions of years ago? Sloth from the Goonies? Who doesn't love that crazy, strong, giant man and his baby Ruths? So... So far, everything about the word evokes visions of full of slow-moving cuteness. You, unless you're more of a Seven fan, then you might think of a barely-alive, chained-down man with hundreds of air fresheners hanging from the ceiling, which is objectively not cute. If you're not familiar with existential nihilism, you might think about Uli from The Big Lebowski, drunk and floating in a pool, and think that this represents sloth. But I'm not here to talk about prisoners, animals, or giant disfigured men. We'll save that for another time. I'm here to talk about number four on my list of seven deadly sins, sloth. Now, sloth can be pretty broad in its definition and the ways that it can manifest in our lives. Since the goal of this podcast is for me to take more of an internal look at myself and how these quote-unquote sins have manifested in my life, I'm going to focus more on the mental and spiritual side whatever you feel spiritual to mean to you. For me, it's more of an extension of my mental state, but more focused on growth and development. And I'm going to primary look at Chaucer's view from Stanford Lyman's The Seven Deadly Sins, that human sin, consi human's sin consists of languishing and holding back, refusing to undertake works of goodness because he or she feels him or herself. The circumstances surrounding the establishment of good are too grievous and too difficult to suffer. So how does this happen? For me, when I may be feeling spiritually slothful or stuck, it's usually when I let the world's problems or perceived problems wash over me in their entirety. Maybe that's kind of what's leading to uh, my sour mood today is just kind of letting it all kind of wash down on me and me not doing the necessary things to 
um, to not avoid but process it correctly. Even when you're not acting on your views of justice and fairness, even thinking of all the issues we face in the world can make you feel insignificant in your ability to affect any change. There's just so much. So much constant vigilance and energy is consumed in the ongoing fight for fairness and equality, especially if you're fighting for other people, if you're concerned with other people. It's so, so easy to slip into an, an indifference, if only for a moment, to rest, and so easy for that moment to stretch and multiply until it's turned into years. Years of nothing. Years of the wake, work, eat, sleep repetition. Years of spunt, spunted, I don't know, what the, <laughs> that should be a word. Years of stunted spiritual growth. Now maybe life can't be con constant growth, constant learning and constant development and developing your higher self. Burnout and exhaustion come quicker to the mentally fatigued, faster than physical exhaustion. Sometimes you need to, sometimes you need to unplug. But it comes even faster if the majority of your time is spent plugged into the everyday expectations of regular life. Maybe this is the goal of capitalism or the goal of every ruling class. You spend so much time in the completion of life's expectations, the steady job, the bills, the relationship, the consumption, that at most you can hope to squeeze what you're truly passionate about or activities you feel completely aligned with you and who you are and who you're meant to be uh, your quote-unquote daydream activities, maybe at best you can hope to squeeze that into what little time, extra time you can manage in your day-to-day -day life. But life's expectations become more and more consuming and more and more tiring that the extra time turns into more time that, that you feel like you need to unplug and zone out. It turns into escaping it all through shallow pleasures through the next show, the next substance, the next consumption, and soon enough, those things that truly make you feel alive are left in the past, and your soul, your real soul, lays dormant and forgotten. Apathy, indifference, blissful ignorance, and true spiritual slothfulness, sl that's hard to say, and true spiritual slothfulness follow. To me, this is the true sin against whatever your God represents. This allowing yourself to slip into the sea of conformity, blending in with everyone else, and losing any real chance you have to move the needle of meaning in your life. Fuck. I feel, I feel it's happening to me at times still. Like right now. Um, it used to happen more, more. More often during the period of time I was probably drinking the most. I feel like that is uh, what some little piece of me is fighting and losing against, and I would try to drink myself away from it all, to drink myself into staying right where I was in time until I was ready to accept myself and move forward more intentionally with more purpose instead of falling into each and every opportunity along the way. Now I was fortunate enough that there was always an opportunity just there at the right time. Some way to continue employment, some way to pay, keep paying the bills, but the cycle would inevitably repeat itself. I would set my true soul on ice for a bit just to pay the bills in some job that I could float through and still perform pretty well. Bills would be, pay bills would be paid, uh, roof would be overhead, 
but little by little my soul would start to wake up and want to break free. Now I would quiet it with alcohol until I felt my whole self was on fire and repeat that again and again and again. Eventually I would slip up, get arrested, and the cycle would reset. Fifteen years of only letting little bits and pieces of who I really was come out. Fifteen years of stalled development and half-lessons. Fifteen years in purgatory. If you're lucky, you learn that lesson early on, and you've been able to bend and shape life around what makes you feel alive. The decisions you make and the opportunities you pursue are aligned with your true self, which is also aligned with your desired self. If you haven't learned that lesson, it's never too late but it only gets harder as you go along. The older you get, the harder it is to remember what it is that made you feel truly alive. The more people you have around you that depend on you, the harder set all of the relationships you form become. And often, waking up your soul can shake those relationships. It can test those beliefs you've, you've accepted out of necessity, necessity? <laughs> out of necessity or out of apathy. It can affect those that rely on you, and it can be scary as hell. You will feel like you're starting all over, and you will feel unsure, and you will most definitely feel lost. But maybe you feel lost already. Maybe those vacation days you've earned after years of a career that's been just good enough are worth giving up. Maybe. What I don't want to see, what absolutely kills me, is people thinking it's too late or that they have to be practical. They've got a nice salary and a comfortable life. Why mess that up? It's nice to have a comfortable life. It's nice to not want for anything. It's nice to feel like you're providing. It's nice, and it's also nice to feel safely wrapped in routine. Fuck you. No matter how safe you feel, no matter how much you make or... How well you feel set up for retirement. We are all marching each other to the grave. The most precious possession you have is the time you're given to spend while you're alive. The moment you stop nurturing and growing your soul is the moment you have become spiritually slothful. And the moment that the clock stops ticking on your growth and starts ticking on your wasted time. What I want to be is alive while I'm alive. What I want to see is a world on fire. Uh, full of people who are being who they are truly being who they are truly and doing what sets them on fire if there's anything you can do never stop growing never stop learning never stop honing in on who you are you'll never fully get there it's an it's impossible it, the pursuit of yourself is what it's all about and one of the fastest tracks to creating a personal heaven on earth for yourself and for those around you. Hey, but Matt, yeah Matt, N not everyone can do that. The world needs trash collectors. Oh shut up. If we humans are anything, we are maybe the most adaptable species on the planet. It might really be what our big brains are for. If something's not ideal, figure it out. If there's no one to take our garbage, maybe we don't make so much garbage. Laziness tells me that we would 
probably eventually abandon the cities under piles of trash and keep moving further and further out into the countryside, but I'm an, I'm an idealist, and I kind of hoped that that wouldn't, wouldn't happen. But in reality, yes, many of the modern careers that keep our society functioning probably won't be going anywhere anytime soon. Employers would just have to start offering more and more money for your time, as it is the most valuable resource you have to off offer. Don't sell it away so cheaply. I want you all to not just be okay. I want you to thrive. I want you to not just live, but to truly feel fully alive while you're here. I mean, one shot is all we have, guys. What's the point of living if you're not going to do it to the best of your ability? 